When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Friday, March 10th, 2017 here on the Patriot Beat Podcast. Today on this episode, we will go over the big free agency news from around the NFL as the free agency period kicks off. We welcome in Nicholas O'Malley from MassLive.com, their senior sports producer, to go over all of the biggest news from across the NFL and, of course, with your New England Patriots. So all that and more on this episode of the Patriot Beat Podcast. This is Larry H. Russell speaking on behalf of the network, thanking you once again for downloading the Patriots Beat Podcast here on CLNS Radio, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage for New England professional sports. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for your iPhone or Android for immediate and convenient access to all the content available on the CLNS Radio YouTube channel, podcasting network, and clnsradio.com. Now, on to another edition of Patriots Beat. Take it away, Harris. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this episode of the Patriot Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Harris Rubenstein. As always, you can go find us on Twitter at CLNS Radio. Go find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash CLNS fans. And go find me on Twitter at CLNS underscore Sportstein. Now, boy, oh boy, has today been one crazy, crazy day. The... New England Patriots have entered into the NFL free agency craze. We'll be going over who they signed, what the rumors are, and much, much more. But first, we just had a little bit of an update for the Denver Broncos. Calais Campbell is going to sign a four-year $60 million deal that includes $30 million guaranteed with Jacksonville instead of Denver. So that is a big, big thing for the Patriots. However... We have much, much bigger things to go over. So first thing first, let's go over the people who the Patriots did not get on the first day of free agency. And the first person they did not get was Robert Woods. Robert Woods is heading, excuse me, Robert Woods is heading to the Rams to play in his old Coliseum. Obviously, he used to play for the USC Trojans. So him going back home is not that surprising. He received a five-year, $39 million deal. So kind of good that the Patriots didn't try to sign into a contract. He would be being paid double what Julian Edelman is. And no offense to Robert Woods. Robert Woods is not, not double the player that Julian Edelman is. So moving on from Robert Woods, Kenny Britt, another player the Patriots has been connected to for a while, signed with the Browns instead. I forget exactly what his contract was, but he will not be with the Patriots either. We are still waiting to see what happens with Logan Ryan. We're still waiting to see what happens with Dante Hightower. And we are still waiting to see what happens with Malcolm Butler. And we'll talk about those guys after our first break. But one thing that we do need to talk about Holy cow. The New England Patriots have signed or are rumored to sign 
former Bills corner Stefan Gilmore in a five-year deal with an average of about $15 million a year. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I'm I am stunned, to be totally honest. I never really thought that the Patriots would – I didn't even think that they were on the list of teams that might have actually signed Stephon Gilmore. But here they come, swooping in and grabbing him. Um, we still don't really know what is going to happen with – Malcolm Butler, but for now, they at least have his replacement just in case anything happens. He is younger than Malcolm Butler, despite playing three more years in the NFL. He's 26 years old. Uh, I liked Gilmore on the Bills. I never really thought that he played as well as he could have. I thought that he was always a little bit, he looked a bit lazy, like he didn't care. But I'm also going to blame a lot of that on... The on Bill on excuse me on Rex Ryan's defense just being terrible. So maybe he'll come to New England and just be the player that everyone always thought he was going to be. Um, you know, if if they do bring back Malcolm Butler, all of a sudden a cornerback core of Stephon Gilmore, Malcolm Butler, Logan Ryan, Cyrus Jones, Justin Coleman, along with your safeties of. Uh, Patrick Chung, Devin McCourty, and maybe Deron Harmon coming back. All of a sudden, that is easily one of the best secondaries in the NFL. So, do I like the Stephon Gilmore move? I like the player. We'll see if he lives up to the money. Do I believe he will be here for five years? No. I believe this is more like a two- to three-year contract that is going to be heavily Heavily backloaded, but with a lot of guaranteed money up front. Uh, backloaded in terms of cap. I believe Pat's cap released a what he thought, and he saw that uh, the he'll have a $19 million cap hit in the last year of his deal, but only a $5 million one this year. So they'll be able to manage the money pretty well with him. But boy, oh boy, what a huge, huge move for the New England Patriots, taking away Gilmore from a rival. Not that he was going to go back to Buffalo, but still. Crazy, crazy big-time deal for the New England Patriots, officially picking up Stephon Gilmore from the Buffalo Bills. So moving on from that, we also saw, excuse me, that the New England Patriots are going to re-sign Allen Branch, their very popular defensive tackle. I predicted that he'd get two years and $11 million, but instead it seems that he's gotten two years, $12 million. A uh, little bit of an upgrade from what I thought he was going to get. However, I don't think it is something to be worried about. I still think it is a high-quality uh, contract for him. I, I, I really think that Andre Brand, or Alan Branch excuse me, has been one of the best defensive tackles in football over the past, I don't know, six, seven years. He's just been really, really good. So we'll we'll see what happens with um, you know the rest of this defense. We still have to see what happens with Dante Hightower, and we still have to see what happens with Malcolm Butler. So we'll keep uh, we'll keep you guys up to date as we record this episode. However, for now, we are going to take our first break, and when we come back. We will talk about the most up-to-date news with Malcolm Butler, the most up-to-date news with Brandon Cooks, and the most updated news with Donta Hightower. We'll be right back. 
Episode number 157 is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. It's the new year, which means a fresh start for your business, and a great year starts with making great hires. But posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites, and now you can. With ZipRecruiter, you can jumpstart your hiring in 2017, post your job to 200-plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with a single click. Find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office. Quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire the right person fast. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, my listeners can post job on ZipRecruiter's for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash S-P-O-R-T-S-F-A-N. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash sportsfan. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Patriots Beat Podcast. Now, this is my <laughs> – this is such a problem as a podcaster because when we release episodes on Fridays – and I obviously have to record kind of earlier in the day on Thursdays because I work all day. Um, it becomes a problem because I know that I know this. I already know this is going to happen. As soon as I release this podcast, Brandon Cooks is going to get traded to the Patriots. Dante Hightower is going to sign or leave. Logan Ryan, like, we're going to get all his contract information. So it's, you know, now I have no other time of the day to record this. So whatever happens, obviously there's going to be a lot, a lot of updates as the weekend goes on. So please remember to hit us back up on Tuesday for another big time episode. Tuesday is probably going to be a bigger episode. We're going to try to get Mike Reese on for that one. So I'll let you guys know what, uh, what, what the deal with is. So check us out on Monday and we will keep you guys go over, excuse me. We will give you guys all the updated information that we can. So let's talk about Donta Hightower. Uh, Donta Hightower, as of right now, the rumors are, is that he will most likely end up back with the Patriots. He has been talking back and forth with uh, the Patriots to discuss a possible return. I believe that he will end up getting about between 10 to $13 million from the Pats. I believe my guess last week was about five years, 55 with $32 million guaranteed. I'm going to stick by that. I think that's a really good number for Donta Hightower, $11 million a year with more than half of it guaranteed, I think is exactly what he could be looking for. Maybe something closer to 30 mil guaranteed rather than 35, but it really depends on how much the Patriots value him and what they, because remember, in the NFL, you do, you don't get paid for what you have done. You get paid for what you're going to do. And I believe that if they really believe that Donta Hightower is going to remain as one of the best linebackers in football, then they'll give him that much guaranteed money. But... We will see as it goes. So here's the other crazy, crazy, crazy rumor uh, that's been going around. So now that the Patriots have Gilmore, Malcolm Butler is obviously pretty pissed. And we'll talk about this with um, with Nick when he comes on later. Nick, by the way, is the senior sports producer for MassLive.com. So the trade right now that's been rumored is that the Patriots are going to trade Malcolm Butler to the... Saints for Brandon Cooks and a first round pick. Now, I believe that this could be pretty awesome if you already have Stefan Gilmore. However, I prefer to not have um 
I prefer to have Malcolm Butler and Stephon Gilmore over Stephon Gilmore and Brandon Cooks. I believe that you can sign a wide receiver or draft a wide receiver that can give you what Brandon Cooks does while keeping one of the best secondaries in the entire NFL. So I'm I'm a I'm I'm a little bit more on the keeping Malcolm Butler side. I really do think that they should pay him and Hightower before any of this gets out of hand. If you're Logan, excuse me, if you're Malcolm Butler's camp, you have to be pissed that they just gave that contract to Stephon Gilmore. There's no way you can't be angry. So outside of him, the Stephon Gilmore trade really, really confirms that Logan Ryan is gone. He is gone, he is gone, he is gone, he is gone, he is gone. He's going to go to the Titans, or he's going to go to the Steelers. He's gone. Goodbye, Logan Ryan. Thank you for helping us win two Super Bowls. You were a great corner down the stretch last season and the season before as our number two corner. I hope you have the best of luck in either Tennessee or Pittsburgh or the Jets, wherever you go. But unfortunately, you will not be back with the Patriots next season. Uh, another guy who the Patriots will be, be will be bringing back next season, who which actually surprised me, honestly, was Deron Harmon. I thought Deron Harmon was going to be signed by someone else, but it doesn't really seem like they are leaning towards um, or it doesn't seem like the league wants him to or really sees a starting role for him outside of New England. So I think he'll be back. And you know what? I think, I think it's fine. I think Deron Harmon, like I've said before, Deron Harmon staying with the Patriots and keeping his role, I think, is the best thing for his career. The Patriots will pay him around like $20 million or so um, to just keep doing his thing. So we will see what ends up happening with Deron Harmon. Um, who else? Oh, right. Martellus Bennett obviously is gone. Oh, he's a... <laughs> we have to talk about the Dwayne Allen trade. Oh, yeah, yeah, you silly goober. So Dwayne Allen, obviously, to the New England Patriots from the Indianapolis Colts, gets traded uh, for a fourth-round pick and comes to the Patriots with a sixth-round pick. So basically the same exact deal that they made last year with Martellus Bennett. Now they get Dwayne Allen. Dwayne Allen on a three-year contract still, getting paid around five to six mil a year. Uh, I think is a great, great trade. I think it's a really high-quality move, exactly what the Patriots like to do. They like to bring in guys who they can alternate through with blocking and passing that are both in-line and off-the-line tight ends. Um, the only problem with Dwayne now is that he isn't the healthiest guy or notoriously throughout his NFL career. So we'll see what happens with Dwayne Allen. I really do like the trade. I think that Dwayne Allen is one of the better tight ends in football. Uh, I, I really do think he is going to thrive in New England. I think this is a great move for him. And if you're a Patriots fan, you have to be happy that the Patriots were able to come up with such a thorough replacement for Martellus Bennett. So A-plus uh, move for the Patriots bringing in Dwayne Allen. But with that being said, that's going to be enough for me. We're going to bring in uh, Nick here in a second. Nick O'Malley, again, the senior sports producer Not for MassLive.com. We're going to bring him in fresh, to break down all the biggest news of the day. So stay tuned. Where we will be food right comes back. From. I know that me personally, when I was living in a college dorm, I used Blue Apron in order to get my fresh ingredients so that me and my roommate Jack could cook up some nice meals, maybe some fresh steaks, maybe some good chili, some quality stuff. And it's also a very fun holiday gift. So maybe for a nice Valentine's Day gift or a nice birthday gift, come 
coming up. I would give it to, I wouldn't give it to a girlfriend, obviously Blue Apron would be a little rough, but give it to a family member. Maybe they can get some high quality ingredients in their life for less than $10 per meal. Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home cooked meals. Blue Apron knows that when you cook with incredible ingredients, you make incredible meals. So they set the highest quality standards for their community of artisanal suppliers, family-run farms, fisheries, and ranchers. Whether it's Japanese ramen noodles, wild-caught Alaskan salmon, or heirloom tomatoes, Blue Apron is bringing you the best. So check out this week's menu. Get your first three meals free with free shipping. Go to blueapron.com slash patriots. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't Wait, that's blueapron.com slash patriots. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Welcome back into Patriots Beat. It is now time for our featured guest segment. This week, we are very happy to welcome in for the first time Nick O'Malley, the senior sports producer for MassLive.com. We've had uh, your buddy uh, Kevin Duffy on a couple of times now. He's a good friend of the show, but uh, it seems that we have his boss this time. Ha ha. <laughs> No, no. Um, oh, we're under uh, Jim Pignatello. He's the he's the big boss out at Mass Live, so he's the guy that makes everyone angry. <laughs> well, yeah, he, I'm the. He's certainly next. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll try to get him on if we can get. Him. <laughs> he, he's a shy one. Absolutely. So let's start with yesterday. Uh, obviously, this being Thursday, being recorded for a Friday. And then we'll get into the stuff of today because obviously a crazy amount of stuff has happened only this morning. But we'll start yesterday with the Dwayne Allen stuff. Patriots trade a fourth-round pick for Dwayne Allen and a sixth. I love this move. I think it's a perfect kind of replacement for Bennett. Gives you good backup for Gronk. What do you think of Dwayne Allen? Uh, I, I like Dwayne Allen because if even – if, it gives the Patriots a similar thing, a similar value to what they actually had in Bennett this year, and the fact that he was kind of injured and really wasn't that big as a receiver, but he was a great blocker, and that's basically Dwayne Allen on a normal day. So they get the same guy they had last year, but they kind of get him at what is kind of half the cost of what it would have cost to keep Bennett around, which probably would have been like nine million a year. Right. The Colts signed Dwayne, Dwayne Allen to the a big contract a couple years ago, the one that Gronk ended up complaining about, or not complaining about, but. And complaining generating. about <laughs> yeah, some hot takes in regards to what Gronk was getting paid, and so the Colts already paid a bunch of that money, and now the Patriots just get the the cheaper end of it with all the guaranteed money sticking around in Indy. So the Colts save some money, the Pats save some money by getting this guy. And if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, it's just basically the same deal they got. They said did with the Bears to get Bennett. They trade a fourth for the guy mm-hmm. and a sixth round pick. So they just drop it down two rounds. Yeah, almost exactly the same trade. And and I like Dwayne Allen. I think, you know, he's had issues with injuries in the past. However, he's kind of the perfect backup for Gronk. He's not obviously better, than, I don't know if anyone is, than Gronkowski, but he's a great rotational guy at the tight end position. He can block in the run game and the pass game. He can play in line and play uh, off the line as well. He's kind of a prototypical uh, Patriots tight end, honestly. Yeah, he really fits that kind of mold of the guy the Patriots really like. A guy like, uh, going back a ways, Daniel Graham. Daniel Graham didn't do a whole lot of going down the seam and going deep. He could block the crap out of other guys. And that's what the Patriots ask for guys like Christian Fourier and guys like Bennett and guys like Gronk when they really need him. It's a 
And they, this is a team that had Michael Williams, who's basically an offensive tackle at tight end. They put Cam Fleming up there a lot. They just want a guy that can block, and that's what Dwayne Allen gives you. And he can run a heck of a lot better than those other guys, or a lot of other guys. Yeah, and like you just said, they did just uh, bring back Michael Williams on a two-year deal, even though he uh, tore his ACL last year. But speed, moving away from Dwayne Allen and speaking now towards the the chaos that has been Thursday morning, we'll start from the top and work our way down. First things first, the Patriots signed Stefan Gilmore for 14 mil a year. What universe is this? I, the, the if I was breaking something when I saw that tweet, I would have actually done a spit take and probably ruined my computer. I, I, I was astonished that they pulled that deal, but the more I think about it, the more just awesome it sounds. Because the Patriots are just loaded with cap space, and we don't know how they're going to do it. And the more I think about that, Gilmore's already made it to a Pro Bowl. In some, some way, somehow, he's younger than Malcolm Butler, even though he has two more years' experience, which is just bonkers to think about because he came out early and, and Butler had some transfers and stuff. Right. He didn't come out of college till late. So they have a nice young cornerback who's big, athletic, works the outside great. He's a different guy than Butler. And he, as far as reports are concerned, he's going to be here for five years, which and it's just bonkers to think that, the Patriots are here making a splash, and it kind of works. I'm a little bit worried, though, that it's going to piss off the former players who haven't gotten a contract yet. If you're Donta Hightower or you're Logan Ryan, and you see the Patriots doling out $14 million a year for Stephon Gilmore instead of offering that money to you right off the bat, you gotta be you got to be pretty pissed. Yeah, I think I think Logan Ryan's gone. We've heard him connected to a couple teams. I think from the very beginning, another team was always going to pay him more money than the Patriots were going to. Yeah, and I think that's part of what the Patriots do. They leave the business side to the business side and don't talk about who makes what because the Patriots, one of their mantras is, I don't care who, how much you make, where you got drafted, we're going to treat everyone the same. And they're real cold-hearted like that, and that's a positive when you get guys coming in for cheap deals in order to get a bad, better chance to win. It's a good thing there. And it's a negative when you just don't pay guys as much as they would get elsewhere. It's a give and take. It's worked so far, but, man, it, it does piss off a lot of guys because a lot of guys aren't going to make the money that they deserve. So talking purely about Gilmore as a player, obviously been in Buffalo for for his entire NFL career. To me, he's always been a guy who is very good, but never quite took that next step to becoming elite. I remember he had a game last year, the Buffalo versus Pittsburgh game. He was all over Antonio Brown. He was outstanding. But then they go up against the Patriots, and he just got completely roasted the entire game. So what what do the Patriots see in him? Why are they doling, giving him this kind of money instead of giving it to Logan Ryan? He's definitely a, a different sort of cornerback. He's a top level athlete, and he, he's sort of he he has the size and the speed that's rare at the position. I think they like that, and it's always hard to compare players in, in schemes. The Bills, like from the way you hear players talking, I remember uh, I think it was Marcel Darius or one of the Bills players talking about the scheme that Rex Ryan had. And the most famous play, a lot of people th- when they think of Stephon Gilmore is that play where Chris Hogan's about to enter the end zone. He's turning around, going, "What are you doing?" And I think there really may have been some issues with the Bills' defense. It wasn't great, 
and I think there may have been some issues in coverage. And so, and just look at what Malcolm Butler has. Malcolm Butler always had Devin McCourty in the back of that defense. It was that Deron Harmon who's really underrated as a center fielder cornerback. So, you. I, when Butler became a top-level cornerback, he was a part of a great secondary that played great overall, and they tended to shy away from him. I think teams tended to go after Gilmore a little bit more, and I think it might have been a shakier secondary overall, so that may have put a factor into it, and it might not have. But I think the fact that he's a big physical cornerback that can play really well on the outside, and they don't have to worry about He's a guy that can cover Julio Jones is when it comes down to it in terms of size and speed, and it's rare to find those guys. And uh, in terms of finding a guy that they can pay long-term, it was either him or Butler, and I probably what we're going to talk to next. If they can get, if they can go into the – they were in this offseason with a number one cornerback they needed to pay. Now they have a number one cornerback that they have paid. Can they turn that other cornerback into something else, which is what I assume we're going to talk about next. Well, before we do get to the Malcolm Butler possible trade, I would like to ask, if Butler ends up staying along with Stefan Gilmore, with Devin McCourty, and most likely a newly drafted safety, maybe replace him for Deron Harmon, maybe they finally draft the eventual replacement to Patrick Chung, who I thought Greiger Hill was going to be, but that's beyond the point. Yep. Is that the best secondary in the NFL? Yeah, I, I it, it, probably. I mean, you have a top five safety in Devin McCourty, two Pro Bowlers, Eric Rowe playing well. He's, he, Eric Rowe will be entering his third year. It feels like he's been around a bit longer, but he like once you hit the, that third year, I feel like that's going to be a big step forward for him. Cyrus Jones is going to have a chance to figure things out. Justin Coleman is serviceable when you need them, especially if he's going to be a number four or five corner. Uh, Patrick Chung, it's, he had some issues last year, but I still think he's good. It, like, if the worst player in the, like, the starting four or five is either Eric Rowe or Patrick Chung, I, I'd be hard-pressed to find a secondary that's better than that. So along with that, the other trade rumor today is that now that the Patriots signed Gilmore – now, to me, this is being totally being pushed by the Saints. This came out of absolutely kind of nowhere that the Patriots now might trade Malcolm Butler for Brandon Cooks. I, I call complete bull. No way. No way that Bill Belichick would ever do something like that. However, the rumor is around and it is being picked up by a bunch of NFL reporters. Is that even a good trade if you're a Patriots fan? It's a. Uh, it, it depends on how you look at it. If you look at it in the way that like the Patriots had a number one cornerback and that they need to sign, and now they have a cornerback signed, and if they can go in like number one, they have a number one cornerback, and then they exit with a number one cornerback and Brandon Cooks, that's a win. However, Malcolm Butler for Brandon Cooks, straight up, it feels like a mismatch. Mm-hmm. I, like I like Brandon Cooks. I love Malcolm Butler. Like I think he's. There aren't as many players as good at his position as Malcolm Butler. Meanwhile, Brandon Cooks probably isn't going to be the best receiver on his team next season. I don't feel like that's a good value for the Patriots straight up. So unless the Saints are going to throw some picks in there, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't pull the trade. I, the Patriots have the money to keep both Butler and 
Gilmore long term. I'm not sure if they do, but and Brendan Cook has been around for a, a little while, and they would only get two years of him under his rookie deal before they'd have to re-sign him. So you're picking between one year of Butler, then a big deal, or two years of Cooks. And if if the trade works out and he, he's Brendan Cooks comes in, it immediately is like the next Wes Welker type guy that comes in and wasn't that good with his old team and just blows up with the Patriots, they would have to pay him so much money to keep him around. So the long-term deal, you're paying a guy a lot. So, and and again with Brandon Cooks, I I think he'd be a great fit on the offense, but I mean, I I just can't imagine them trading Malcolm Butler, one of the best corners in all of football, for a wide receiver who is young. Obviously, he is, is, uh, I believe he's younger than Malcolm Mitchell, but I mean, there has to be some sort of pick swap going on if this is a true deal. Yeah, just analyzing the trade, it, it, it is a, not a great deal value for the Patriots unless they're afraid that Malcolm Butler is going to hold out. With the information we have now, that that's what it feels like, not a great deal. It's from the conversations we have with Butler, and he's saying, like, I'm not playing on the tender. If that's the attitude they're getting from him, then it shifts a little bit, but that that's getting that's getting way ahead of ourselves here, the the Patriots haven't even found out if another team is going to match his tender or try to drive that price up and uh-huh. maybe even try to get that first round, uh, send the first round pick for Butler, try to match that, uh, sign him on the restricted free agent tender. We don't know if that's going to happen. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen before we start talking about holdout, mm-hmm. but probably yeah, get something around that. Yeah, the, the, there's there's going to be some more coming out right. about. This uh, the trade rumors in Butler's situation. We always knew it was tricky and dicey, but I don't think I would be very surprised if we those if it ended up being like breaking Patriots trade Butler for Cooks uh, straight up. Well, we do have something that might push it that way. Uh, Robert Woods, who's a very common uh, Patriots target, just signed with the Rams. So now the top wide receiver that everyone thought was going to go to the Patriots is now off the board. Does that make it? Does that make any more sense towards Brandon Cooks, or does that not change things at all? I don't think it changes things. No, if Robert, like looking at the deal now, five years, thirty-nine million. The Patriots were not paying no Robert Woods a hair under eight million dollars a year. We're just talking about players being disrespected by getting overpaid. How would it feel in the Patriots' locker room to just see Robert Woods making, like, that's almost like twice Julian Edelman's contract. It would be bonkers <laughs> to bring him at that rate. Exactly. All right, so the other couple of rumors that we got today is that Dante Hightower is being courted by the Tennessee Titans and that his uh, alleged wanting of contract is between $10 million and $12 million. I like that number a lot. I think $11 million is perfect for Dante Hightower. I don't see what the holdup is here. I don't know what the Patriots are being so stingy with, with the best player arguably on their whole front seven. It hasn't really surprised me the way this has unfolded. I look at this as a very similar situation to what happened with Devin McCourty when they let him hit open free agency. I think it's a very professional way to go about this where they're like, all right, like, rather than like go back and forth and fight this out, hit the market, 
Let us know. Let us know what the Titans are asking. If there's like, if the Titans are giving you 11 mil a year, come back to us. Like, hey, yeah, we'll pay you 11 mil a year, and that's how they work it. Out. I think that's how it's going to end up working, where the other teams set the market and say, like, all right, this is what you would get in free, in free agency. Uh, you want to pay high tower that? Yeah, let's go. I think it's. I think the lack of information makes it seem more contentious than it is. The like, I've seen a little bit of grumbling like the pictures of talk with the high tower on good terms, and I think that's how it's going to go about. Like, the, he'll go to the Titans and be like, "Yeah, we'll give you this, uh, say five years, eleven to twelve mil a year, which I think is reasonable for a player of high tower stature." And then mm-hmm. he comes back and like Patriots match it, and they go on the merry way. And I, I could see it. It just really depends. For me, I think it always depends on how much guaranteed money they're throwing at him, because. Let's say he goes with a five-year deal for I don't know, eleven years. You know that's fifty-five, and I believe my number's always been it's going to have to be thirty to thirty-five guaranteed. I mean that's a pretty hefty contract to draw to a guy who hasn't played a full sixteen yet. It is, but even when he hasn't played a full sixteen. He made game-changing plays in both Super Bowls, and so you either it, it's a gamble with him because when he's on, he's he affects the game like few other players in the Patriots defense have in recent years, and so you're like the Patriots usually avoid rewarding that, but injuries are unpredictable, so they they have a better idea of what his injury situation is like. So if they feel confident that he can avoid. The oh he has a bum knee again in week three or oh he has a shoulder issue and needs surgery. They know his injury situation better than we do, and so it will affect their confidence level. And a team like the Titans has less to lose when trying to build around a guy like Hightower, so they may set the rate a bit high. But I think this comes down to need, and if the Patriots lose Dante Hightower, it is. It's it's a Kyle Van Noy show after that. It's the, I like the Landon Roberts, but it, if, if it's him and Kyle Van Noy at linebacker, that's a liability next season, at least for now. So the last rumor of the day, before we let you run out of here and go pop some popcorn for the rest of today, um, the Logan Ryan uh, is now being connected to a lot of teams. Uh, I believe the team he was connected to this morning was also the Titans. I believe he got a, a nod from the Steelers, as Jeff Howe uh, reported. So it is he's gone, right? That they, He's gone. There's no way he's coming back. With everything that's happened so far, he's that gone. would be the biggest shocker if the Patriots somehow circle back and sign Logan Ryan. I think it, like, I think it was gone from the outset. Like, yeah. Because they're not going to pay him $9 million a year, along with giving Butler first-round tender and paying Gilmore $14 million and having Eric Rowe on the roster. Exactly. I mean, if if that happened, they would have the most stacked secondary imaginable, and that would be fun to watch. But, yeah, I agree. It's not happening. Wonderful. Well, go get some popcorn. Let's sit around the rest of the day and watch all the chaos unfold. Nick O'Malley, the senior sports producer for MassLive.com. Nick, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. What's going on, Pass Nation? This is Marvin Zahn of CLNS Radio, and I'm here to tell you right now to check out the CLNS Radio New England Patriots postgame show hosted by myself and my co-host, Mr. Mike Nice. 
airing live on clnsradio.com immediately after every single Pats game. Call in at 929-477-2386 toll-free to get your voice heard and contribute to the host breakdown and analysis of the latest Patriots contest. We also got the stars and sorries of the day, Twitter polls for the play of the game, and everything else that is going on with the four-time Super Bowl champions. Subscribe to the CLNS Radio New England Patriots post-game show on iTunes and Stitcher and the best way. Download the free CLNS Radio mobile app for on-demand listening anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Alright team, that is going to do it for the, this week's Pages B podcast. Please remember to wait for our show on Monday, or excuse me, on Tuesday to hear all, all, all of the Pages Free Agency news from this past weekend. We gave you guys just a smidgen of what the news is going to be by the time Tuesday comes around. So that is going to be a big, big show. Get ready for Tuesday. Tuesday is going to be awesome. But as always, leave us a rating and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at CLNS underscore sports Dean. want to thank Joshua Morris and Hide to a Knife for the music. want to thank Nick, Larry, and Mike as always. And again, listen to that show on Tuesday. We are going to consume everything and all of the free agency news that the NFL has to offer. It is the CLNS Patriots Beat Free Agency Review coming up on Tuesday. So be ready, be prepared, and we'll have a good time. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on Tuesday.